Welcome to the Power of Being You podcast, where we interview people who are out in the world creating change by being authentically themselves. Come along with us as we discover tips and tools that you can use to shine your brilliance even brighter. I'm Sarah Grandinetti, and I'm excited to explore the power of being you. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Power of Being You podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Grandinetti, and today I am joined by my friend, Max Zulik. Welcome, Max. Hi, so nice to be here. (laughs) Um, A little bit about Max. Uh, Max was born in Munich, Germany, and migrated to Australia with his family at the age of eight. Always seeking greater awareness, health, and happiness, he has discovered the transformational tools of access consciousness and is committed to catapulting each of his clients and class participants to discovering, knowing, and being their true potential. Max is a certified access consciousness facilitator, university-trained naturopath, father of two amazing children, and lives around the world in beautiful places. I like the end of that. That's awesome. That's, that's the old official bio, which I think is actually pretty lame, but it gives people <laughs> a little context. So that's fine. Yeah. um so uh lives around the world in beautiful places where are you now well right now we're in sweden um shannon my wife and i and um we've had we've based here for the last four or five years but we're probably going to move next year so that's why i sort of edited the end of that intro because and before that we're in australia and and we tend to travel a lot so yeah yeah it's really exciting super exciting fluid fluid (laughs) I like it. There is no period at the end of this statement. It is a comma or a dot, dot, dot. Um, Okay. So before we got on, as I tell you guys on uh, most episodes, chatting with my guest about what we would like to explore today. And um, what I brought up to Max is that he has a class he's currently facilitating that really excited me when I saw um, it's posting and it's uh, uh, invitation that you've put out online. Weird. What? It's weird. Is that it's what weird. Said? It's weird. Well, <laughs> it's we one like of the weirdest weird. specialty topics I've done so far. So do you want to tell everybody the title of it? Right. So the title is How to Get Your Own No Count Humanoid Man. And, and Sarah's going to explain to you guys what some of those things mean. <laughs> Sarah's not. Sarah's going to be the great interviewer that she is and ask my guests the question. So a lot of people here um, that have not had um, like foundation, which is a, one of the core classes in access consciousness might not know. I've heard of the word no count because it has such an interesting energy to it when you just hear it and haven't had it explained. So I'm wondering, so can you explain, um, no count and humanoid man, what the heck is that? And, um, you know, where can we go from there? We've got three different things there. Let's start with humanoid. So humanoid, essentially, is, like Sarah said, from the foundation class, you know, the four-day foundation class from Access Consciousness, where you have, like, all the foundational tools to really, like, create your life in a way that actually works for you. And so there's all of these different pieces, and I mentioned today, because I did actually the first part of that call with the participants, there's, like, a sentence in the foundation annual sometimes that can literally be a whole class and this whole conversation and universe of exploration. Um, so it's, it, there's so much condensed literally in that four day class and this one element, which is actually 
more like a paragraph, not just a sentence, is about winners, losers, and no counts. Now, this is something that Gary and Dane and Simone came up with quite some years ago and sort of like because it matched the energy of what a lot of people experience and function from. So, for example, this is not just to do with relationship, um, like intimate relationship. It, it actually peters out into a lot of different things, but we're going to primarily talk about it, I think, in intimate relationship to give people some clarity. How often do you guys look for or look at someone and look at them as a winner? Someone that's like, basically, uh, if you get into a relationship with them or have sex with them, you're going to be a winner because they're a winner. However, the reality is that those people are always going to reject you and they're never going to sleep with you. So they're basically like an invalidation of you when you choose that, how, how you see that type of person. Then we have the losers. They're the people that you would like not even, they'd be like, no way. Why would I even choose that person? That's like, no, because if I choose them, I'm going to be a loser. And they're the people that will have sex with you and they'll also give themselves up for you. So they'll basically give up their life for you and then literally be no fun <laughs> you know and then there's the no count which is this other energy which tends to be very much more like people like oh what's that it's like this it's not very defined it's different and the no count is essentially the person that you will never consider for relationship or sex but they're the people that will actually be kind to you and be grateful for you and they won't give themselves up to be in relationship with you and they're the people and the energies that you can actually create a relationship with. Because you're not making yourself a winner relative to the other person or a loser relative to the other person. Um, uh, and if you're willing to let them choose whatever they need to choose and they let you choose whatever you need to choose, you can actually have a basis for creating a relationship that works. So that's, oh, I totally like skipped over the humanoid part and went to the no count. I, Anyways, I loved, I loved it. We'll get to that too. Yeah. Um, so one of my questions um for you is I think there's this idea that like there's a group of winners that are all always winners, and there are a group of no counts that are always no counts, and there are a group of losers that are always losers, meaning like what is my winner would be the same as someone else's winner. And right. so can you can you dispel a little bit of that? Because I think sometimes I see it even in conversations between people or questions in classes that makes people think that like the winner for one person is the same winner for another person. Totally. It's totally relative and it's all based on points of views, which everybody has a different bucket of points of views, basically. So one person might see themselves as a winner compared to another person, or they see themselves as a loser compared to somebody else. And we all have this different gauge of what is a winner for ourselves or a loser or no count. So we apply that in these weird ways. So they're basically these labels. And even if a no count, if you even label someone as a no count, that can limit what you're aware of with that person. Because essentially this is a tool of awareness and it's like a slice of a pie. It's only a slice of a pie, right? But it's, it's a very substantial part which if you have that awareness, then it allows you to uh, have so much more awareness. So you want to be aware of like the whole person and you want to be aware of yourself too. Like, what is your point of view? Like, what do you actually desire a relationship for? What kind of relationship do you actually desire? Even before you get to this whole thing of like going into a relationship, you, my recommendation really is you got to get clear about like what you desire a relationship for and then what 
that might look like for you. And then you can choose and have more awareness about how that will show up or even edit that as you go. Like, okay, now my, what I want in relationship is different. Cool. We'll change. Um, but to keep that as a fluid process, once again, of awareness and um, yeah, like Sarah basically was alluding to is like not putting labels on people and it's not the same for everybody. Uh, it's this relative thing and we all function differently. So you need to like be aware of how you function. Even when you like, I mean, I noticed this when I walk down the street and like I see some women, for example, and instantly there's this thing of like, it would be a winner to be in a relationship or have sex with them, right? But I know enough about myself by now that when that comes up, I'm like, that's the wrong fucking road because I know that that type of um, energy that comes into my universe is like, there is no substance there. There is no, it's not the future that I desire to create. Basically, when I look at someone and they're like, oh, they're like, some winner you know but it's from this weird program and fantasy that i don't know where i mean probably movies you know a lot of people think similarly about that sort of stuff but it's not mine it's not my reality and what i desire to create so i'm quite clear about that and it makes my life easier when i can be like oh never mind that you know response that occurred there um and then i can ask a question about okay what would i like what else is possible here and what is, what is, um, what are you aware of with this, this class you created? Um, um, obviously I guess men and women can be looking for the humanoid, no count man, <laughs> um, don't mean to be biased well, it, in any way to the heteros, <laughs> but it is about awareness too. Like I do have yeah. some gentlemen on that class and, um, they're straight men and they basically, they're like, I think they're keen on knowing more about themselves too. It's like, okay, I'm, yeah. I'm pretty sure I'm a no count and like how <laughs> I do decide something different. And there's an energy here that they know they can draw on to have something different and more awareness. Super so cool. So it's, it's strangely applicable to like all sorts. All sorts. <laughs> um, so, well, I guess my question is, is like, what do you get in just exploring this? And I know that when we create something like downloads start to come in far before when we first facilitate. So right. what have you been looking at or what are you aware of that you could share of like what the, the big, I don't want to put so much significance on it, but for lack of better words, like what's the biggest like obstacle women have to overcome or men to choose somebody that would be seen as a no count? Does that, did that question make any sense right. at all? I can try to. No, I, I, get, I get what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's an interesting question. Um, I want to start that with like, it's probably going to be different for different people. Um, for some people, it's the self-judgments that they have. Mm. Like basically they, the box they put themselves in before they even aim for a relationship or uh you know relating with somebody else so those judgments can be incredibly invasive and um elusive as well like when until we sort of get more into um looking at them identifying them acknowledging them and having something different and then we still have like these corners that are like uncleaned you know like there's no awareness there because this is this hidden sort of judgment that we have in ourselves. So just the question of, gosh, I mean, it can go so many ways. 
Well, let me, let me toss this ball in the court. Um, how much does like hearing you talk about the judgments that we wrap ourselves up in, in the boxes, like how much does image and whatever we're trying to project as us create who we choose or who we would think we're attracted to, or like that, that kind of energy. Cause I've seen so many women that go after the winners and it, it, and that's the funny thing to me is cause like one, like I said in the beginning, like one woman's winner would be another one's loser. And one woman's winner could totally. be someone else's no count. And it's so funny how, when people will like women in my life will come into asking for facilitation or a conversation around this. And their, their expectation is that I see that person as a winner too. And I'm always like, wow, that's, that's so funny that you want me to line and agree that like you made this right, good choice that now you're all spun up, spun around about spun around. I don't know if that's English, but limited. Um, by. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like, uh, but oftentimes in breaking it down, it was like, whatever the image was that they right. were going to get or have, or something like that, that, that they chose this person from. So I'm just wondering if you wanted to explore what you know about that a little bit. Yeah. Because image is interesting because it can be like the image of our body and how we sort of look and so forth, or it can be the personality or the, this, um, you know, how smart we are or like how much knowledge we have, or whatever, you know, someone's thing is, um, how funny we are, all sorts. And <laughs> he's poking um, me on the nose right now with that one. <laughs> Oh, uh, that, that wasn't for you personally, Sarah. <laughs> I know. No, I know. I'm just teasing, but because I know I, I that, do that. I I know I do that a lot too. It's just like, oh yes, I came across really great. So it's this thing of like, there's positive judgment and negative judgment. I just want to mention these because, yeah, when I first started Access, when I heard that, I was like, I mean, first I heard about judgment, I was like, wow, no one in the ten years of self help, spiritual empowerment stuff I did before Access, no one ever mentioned judgment. No one ever mentioned how right and wrong is like the fabric of this reality and limitations, right? And then that was one of the first things with access. And then it was like positive judgment and negative judgment. That blew my mind as well because negative judgment is obvious, you know, like it's, it's judgment that makes you feel bad, you know, where it's like puts someone down or it's, it's like negative. But positive judgment where you think you're right or good or perfect or correct is even more dangerous is what Gary says because that's Gary Douglas, the founder of Access, because we think we have it right and therefore we don't really look at changing it. When we think something's wrong, aka negative judgment, we look at it and we want to change it and we start, we work on it, you know, and like <laughs> we're open to changing it. But when you do rightness or positive judgment, then we're like, no, it's fine. It's like, don't have to touch that one. That one's great. <laughs> yeah. But it's still judgment and it's still a massive limitation to what's actually possible. And hence, we can only through judgment, like really identify winners, losers, and no counts. If we had no judgment, we would totally receive like the energies that are there with this person and choices they're making and have so much more like a full uh, possibility and choice available, you know, of if something works or not. Yeah. So that lens of judgment is really like the, the fabric in all of that. And I had someone, my last guest on the podcast was like, Sarah, I listened to your podcast and you really asked tough questions and I had no idea. Yeah. So I'm doing that. 
<laughs> sorry, but I get so excited to like lean into what people know. And so, um, <clears throat> there's this thing that's shown up. So I, I facilitate beauty classes and there's always this interesting energy that I'm wondering, um, if there's something here to explore of where attraction can be a thing of following the energy attraction can be a thing of like who I'm attracted to based on my good judgments or my right judgments. Right. And then also like this interesting thing we call preference, which maybe is judgment light. I don't know. Um, I'm wondering if there's anything that you, you want to add to like where we define something and therefore we, we like that winner thing, this is who I'm attracted to this body type, this aesthetic, this blah, blah, blah. And I have my list and here's my things. Yeah. And how it cuts it out, but we use this thing of like, I'm just not attracted to them. And I know in my own life, I've had to look at like attraction actually being a choice. And I got invited to that by another access facilitator. And I was like, what, what are you talking about? That's not a choice. That just is like, I fought that tooth and nail for some time. Um, so I'm wondering if you just want to explore like that thing about what attraction actually is or what you know about it. That, that's an awesome question, actually. Um, Thank you. Such <laughs> <Okay, cool. laughs> a deep, powerful question. I just wanted to say. Because um, uh, one of, uh, once again, Gary, what he mentioned, what I learned from him years ago was attraction always leads to contraction. And I mentioned that on the call today, and we really had to unpack that more because some people took that in a very specific way, meaning you wouldn't be turned on by somebody that's like a no count, for example. That's like several people were like, well, I just I just thought that having a no count means I'm not really like sexually turned on by them. And it's just sort of like boring and lame. And I was like, dude, no. <laughs> like attraction, mean, let's clarify what attraction is. It's the need and it feels contractive. It's like, I really need this person. I need to have sex with them or I need to like be in relationship with them or I need. That's like an inherent quality of attraction. And I think all of everyone that is listening here will have some sense of like, they see someone and they're like, I need them. And that's like that attraction. That always leads to contraction. However, like sexual turn on for humanoids, and we should probably talk about what we mean by humanoids soon as well, is this very um, different thing, which actually has relaxation and um expansion as like fundamental qualities of that like when you're sexually turned on it's actually more expansive and yummy than going into the contraction you know so attraction always leads to contraction that's the thing i mentioned before too like when i see some women and then there's a that's sort of like that attraction quality but i know well enough by now that that is a some weird fucking programmed response in my nervous system that is not true for me. And I and I'd love to add like like if we were writing this, I would put like parentheses or an asterisk or asterisk or something, but I'm gonna do it in verbal form. Um <clears throat> that that thing that you're aware of when you see that person that you're so like do you have the attraction energy to and the like need response. And it's like um, a rightness too, actually. I'm yeah. Throw that in. Yeah. Also, what I guess what I wonder if we could add in there is something like the, that doesn't necessarily mean that that, that person is wrong or bad. It's what your response is to them for those energies. It pretty much and it could, has nothing yeah. to do with them. Yeah. Mostly. Okay. That, 
Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Mostly. And you could be having an awareness for sure. Like when you are willing to ask exactly. questions about that energy and not go blindly into the attraction, which is what Max is yeah. inviting us to. Um, but also I've seen so many times where people are like, Oh, I have all this attraction. So that person is this thing that's going to destroy me or that person has these qualities. And it's really not that either. It's like being aware of, like you said, like it actually is something that is activating something with you, um, that you can yeah. look at. Um, exactly. so do we want to exactly. go ahead? Yeah. So the, um, it's interesting, like this thing of rejection that you're talking about as well. Like oftentimes when people they're aware of something, but then they need to go to rejection, which I've done this a lot in the past too, until I like really like nailed <laughs> in my universe, like stopping rejection. Like something outside of themselves that, and this is an interesting fluid thing too, that really came up today in the call is like how much people are aware of other people, like the psychic headspace and so forth. So that's a very real thing and a very common thing and something that we misidentify so much. Like we're so psychically aware that, and then we make that ours so much of the time, like, oh, this is me, or this is my thing. Like, for example, some of the time when I'm have that attraction thing going on, it's very specifically the other person because their projection is so strong of like, I need to be the hottest. I need to be the, the winner that I need to own all man, you know, all of this energy that like this woman just projects from the universe when in their public period. And then it's like, I, oh, I, I get caught in that for a second. I'm like, oh, okay, that's in, interesting awareness, right? Other times, it's like my own programming, like I've already mentioned. So it's it's interesting to be aware of um, and take into account how psychically aware we are and then just be in the question without having to go into right or wrong or reject or you know resist and react or align and agree to any point of view, but just to recognize the awareness and then ask a question. Because that's the actual empowering thing is to ask a question, even if you don't get an, uh, an awareness immediately. Like when you be in that question, awareness will come eventually about whatever you're in question about. And that's the real cool thing. Um, it's like we can go towards what actually works for us. We don't have to be in reaction to everything else. I totally agree. And I, I love how you put that too. And also brought up like keeping it fluid and asking questions. That's really like in my interesting point of view, the foundation of access consciousness is really inviting you to yeah. question everything. And so many things in our lives, like how to get a man, <laughs> like there's, you know, either we have so many things that have like worked in the past. And so therefore we'll reference that, but you're in a totally different time with a totally different person. And you're trying to, um, create the, 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 the map or the plan on how to acquire said person rather than being the invitation for that person to show up by asking questions and changing stuff in your own world. Um, yeah. Do you want to explore humanoid for those that might not know? I feel like totally. we, we dripped out something in the beginning and now we're one of those, we're in those moments where it's like, oh, now you get it. You know, like how they do. And you, you have to listen to the full podcast. <laughs> you have to, get to listen piece. to the full podcast. You can add that in, in, in your intro. And if yeah. you want to know what humans are, you must listen to the end. <laughs> yeah. So, um, wait for it. Wait another... for it. <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> the suspense. So, humanoid is also from the foundation class that we've spoken about. And it's this, um, I want to say it's a concept, but it's like more than a concept. 
to begin with, it's probably a concept for most people. It was for me. And I was sort of like, oh, okay. And it took me some while to sort of sit with it. And then I would see things in my everyday life. And I continue to now. It's like then <laughs> where this just really made a lot of sense to me. And it was a way of um, not coming to conclusion, but having more awareness about how people are functioning and where I put my attention and where my attention gets caught up sometimes. So Gary and Dane speak about how there's two species on the planet, humans and humanoids. And we all tend to think we're human, you know, because we all look the same. We all need to eat. We all need to breathe. We all need to poop. We, you know, have these same sort of needs. So we all think we're humans. And then there's like dogs and cats. Obviously, they're different. <laughs> um, so we have to put ourselves all in the same category. But what they say then is there's humanoids. And humanoids, what that means is appears human but isn't so how many of you that are listening to this are actually humanoids like you appear human you have skin face you talk you walk you like all the other people on the planet but you've never really fit in you can never get it right you mostly feel wrong and <clears throat> the things that this reality says should make you happy like having a nine-to-five job having a minimum wage or like a probably probably more of a middle class wage so you can have a little bit of um, free time as well. White picket fence, uh, a wife or a husband and two kids and a white picket fence and then you should enjoy on the weekend drinking a beer and watching the footy or more. This should make you happy is what this reality says. <laughs> and then like we as humanoids grow up going, do I have to? <laughs> and then we like make ourselves wrong because we really don't fit in and it doesn't like everyone else seems to be happy with this sort of reality. And so this is what it means to be a humanoid. It's like you're fucking different, like really different. And even looking at other humanoids, you won't really find what works for you. You have to be on the adventure of living. And that's why I love this, you know, the name of this podcast, Being You Adventures, because it's like being you is an adventure. If like we're all on, a, on that adventure, there is no end goal. There is no answer. There is no anything like that. So as a humanoid, you really have to create your life and discover continuously what actually works for you. So you appear human as a humanoid, but you're not. You're on this adventure, basically, that doesn't have all of these boxes and, uh, you know, fake securities like <laughs> relying on your government and the pharmaceutical companies and all that stuff, you know, that like... Uh, you create well, your life. It, it doesn't have the the timeline. I'll add the timeline too, because we're so entrained to, you know, like <clears throat> even the holidays coming up, a lot of the like memes out there, like what your aunt or uncle or grandma is going to ask you at Christmas based on your age and where you should have be on the timeline. So are you married? Do you have kids? What's the, you know, right. all of that. And at some point it's like, oh, are you retiring? Are you on your second marriage? What are your kids up to? Like when, like all this timeline of judgment of where you're supposed to be. And um, where you aren't oftentimes as a humanoid and the freedom with access consciousness is to really look at like going beyond the timeline and creating yourself um, not in a resistance to it, but and not in alignment and agreement of any of it, but to also just be in the constant creation of your life. Like you said, like letting things change and being in question. And, exactly. You know, exactly. And, and the thing too, is that I want to like emphasize is not about making humanoids right and humans wrong yeah. or vice versa like it's not about it's literally about awareness 
And the more I started looking around me all of the time and recognize, like some people, like humans, just they're happy with being right. And they think that other people are wrong if they can't get it like they do, right? So I've seen so many people that like that. And rather than trying to figure out myself as like, how do they, how are they so right in their universe? And because as humanoids, we think we should be right as well. And we should be able to do that, but we just feel really wrong. But rather than having to put my attention on that and try and work that out, I'd be like, oh, that's it's a human. It's like a different species. Mm. It's not, I don't mm. have to work out what's going on there so I can sort of relate to that. Yeah. You know, and for me, that's been an easy tool to sort of be like, right, okay, now what's possible? Now, you know, what's actually relevant to me? I love that you highlighted that. Thank you so much. Because how many people like get the foundation manual and then go use it as like a brick to slam human people over the head, you know, (laughs) and, um, and the invitation to it being awareness is like, it's like a navigation tool. So you're in a meeting and someone needs to be really right about something. And instead of going human and like attacking, (laughs) you get to go, Oh, okay, cool. This is how they function. Now yeah. with that awareness, how, how would I approach this person with the awareness that I now have knowing the inner workings of how that, not them personally yeah. are made up, but like the awareness of what human is. And I personally yeah. have had so much more ease and I'm sure you have stories as well of like just identifying the human and then all of the stress of how to figure out what to do, like goes out and I'm like, okay, cool. What can I choose here with somebody who needs to be right? And oftentimes, you know, access has given us so many tools for that is like just telling them they're right. will diffuse everything, you know, you know what? You're right. (laughs) And they go, right. You, you agree with me. And then everything can shift and change. And they're willing to, to have to let go of having to prove how right they are. And so whatever you do, don't take that as the takeaway of this episode and create your entire life differently from it. (laughs) (laughs) So good. Yeah. So thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Um, yeah, so, so go ahead. If you have more, go. Yeah. Um, so I think we covered all those elements of like how to get your own no count humanoid man. And it's a, it's a title with tongue in cheek. Because um, it's not really about how to get it. It's just like creating so much, a whole lot more awareness for every person that desires more awareness. And everyone's different as well. Um, to discover what works for them, you know, and we spoke a lot about creating a life which is that precursor to seeking relationship in the first place and what do you actually desire in relationship what would that look like for you what is that exploration in there because if we don't have a sense of what would actually work for us in relationship and then we blindly go towards needing to choose relationship you know it usually doesn't work i'd say like 90 percent of the 95 percent of the time it doesn't work because you want to have some clarity about yourself not conclusion, but just clarity and awareness about who you are and what works for you. And like you said, again, like, like that's like the awareness, like the same thing with the human awareness and versus humanoid aware, like awareness, it's like a navigation tool. So if you don't know anything about what you'd actually desire in relationships. Starting one is very interesting because I, what I see a lot of people choose is like just defaulting to whatever makes that person happy or fighting some sort of point of view. That's not even theirs or whatever that is. And it's not actually true for them, even in the yeah. get-go of it and yeah. how many are out there 
create starting relationships or like doing the online dating thing and the swiping fun time that they do, which I don't know. I think left is no and right is go or something. I don't know. Um, but when they do that, it's like they're start embarking on something, inviting an energy, but still don't have the clarity that you're, you're asking for. And they're just going to figure it out blindly rather than like asking these questions ahead of time or, or, or going to Max's shop and purchasing this class and getting more awareness. I mean, Ah. (laughs) shameless promo. (laughs) Um, uh, How long is your class going though? We are in December, late December of 2022. It's a a three part call. We had the first one today and then we'll have one tomorrow and the one the day after 90 minutes of call basically. Yeah. Cool. So if you hear this and are interested, um, this podcast will be going out in the future. So you can go to Max's shop, which will be in the show notes and find it. I'm sure of it. Um, so Max, I have a, I have a question for, if you, had, unless you have something else you wanted to add. Uh, to no, that's great. Yeah. Okay. So my, my question, um, I, I think I've asked you this before. I'm going to ask you again and other people. Um, the show is called the power of being you. And if you given this topic were to write the show's description about what the power of being you is and the gift that it is and finding somebody that would create greater for you in a relationship. How would you, how would you write that? I love that question. So what if you're so different um, in the world and in relationship that it's an adventure to discover? And you're probably gonna have to modify this a little bit to no, make I like it, it. Like, this is good. a little bit better. And who and what can contribute to you with that? Um, the power of being you really is creating a life and discovering what works for you before you blindly fumble into relationship. What is it you? What is it that works for you? What would you like to create as your future? And what if being you was the true source of power for all of it? I love it. And I love how you worded that with relationship too. Um, And I see you being something so beautiful in your relationship and the receiving that you be in your relationship, which is really fun and cool. And so thank I'm going to say thank you. Um, thank you. Always yes. a work in progress. <laughs> yeah, right. Totally. Um, so I have, I have shouted out Max, Max's class. I would go check that out. And then Max, if they want to find you in some other facet, like what is your, what, what can we cool. tell them? How can they get a hold of you? So the website is maxzulek.com. Uh, M-A-X-Z-O-U-L-E-K or Z-O-U-L-E-K.com uh, or on Facebook, same name, Instagram. I think it's at Max Zulek. That's pretty much all the platforms. And YouTube, same. Keeping it simple. Thank you so okay. much, my friend. I adore you, Mucho. And um, I will see the rest of you on another episode of The Power of Being You. Bye. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to the Power of Being You podcast. If this conversation has been a contribution to you, please share, subscribe, or leave a review. For more information about Being You or to learn more about the amazing tools of Access Consciousness, you can go to 
www.accessconsciousness.com. How much fun can you have exploring the power that comes with truly being you?